Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcasters. So this morning's podcast is probably a bit of a theme. I'm calling it when things go wrong. And we've covered this subject before. And we'll probably cover it again. It kind of comes in different colours and flavours and guises. But today's episode is prompted by the fact that earlier today, I pre-recorded one of my in-conversation podcasts, which I started recently. So it was the third podcast. And I think for the first time, I I felt like it got into a flow. It was... It was going the way I wanted it to go. It was very nicely conversational, which is the whole point because it's called In Conversation. And that seems to me the most apt format to follow the way my individual monologues go. So it went really well. We had a great conversation. And then I went went away having recorded it for a cup of tea, as you do. And I came back and I thought, right, I'll just edit, you know, the front and the beginning where you're squinting and looking for the technology to start the recording or finish the recording and all of that stuff. And it was video and audio. So I thought, great, I can put the video on YouTube and the audio on the podcast. And we've got two nice pieces of material that people can access in different ways. Lovely. Oh, tickety-boo. And my guest sent me her photo so I could add it to the episode and to social media. So everything was prepped, not much to do, a little bit of tidying up. So I sat down at my desk, opened up the file, and there were two files. If you, We're all familiar with Zoom these days, so you know how it saves things, and it will say, you know, recording, you've got a video version, you've got an audio version, and you've got some other thing. Not quite sure what that is. Anyway, there were two recordings. I thought, oh, I better just check which one's which, you know, which one's the recording of the main interview and which bit's just me at the beginning or me at the end. And I very nearly didn't do that. I very nearly thought, oh, it would be the second one. And I very nearly automatically deleted the first, which I didn't. So I played the second one and discovered it was just a little bit of recording at the beginning. I think it was the beginning. I don't know. Anyway, it was a short snippet of about a minute, and I thought, hmm, this doesn't look right. So I opened the other one, which was a short recording of five minutes, which also didn't look right. So here's what I've managed to do. You may have done this yourself. I purposely set up Zoom. So Zoom comes up and it auto-records, and I thought, I don't want it to auto-record. What I want to do is have a chat, then start the recording when we're into the podcast itself. So I'm, I'm managing it, not having to edit out big chunks at the beginning and, and at the end. Mm. And that's worked perfectly fine when I've done that before. No problem. But today, clearly, what's happened is... I, so I've purposely gone into the 
setup I thought I had to say don't auto record and therefore I'll click record. So obviously what's happened, you've got this already, you got this about five minutes ago, is it's come up with auto record without me realizing it. So when I've clicked on what I thought was record, I've clicked stop record. And then at the end of the interview, when I thought I'm clicking stop record, I've clicked start record. So I have two utterly useless bits of faffing around on video and on audio and no interview. So this weekend may or may not be in conversation with Carrie Brooks. Bless her. She's a lovely lady. I suspect she will reschedule. But we both felt that it had that lovely flow to it. So why am I telling you this? Apart from the fact that sometimes these podcasts are nothing more and that's you see here's real life that's the doorbell I'm not going to do anything about it someone else in the house can get that so here's what happens in real life things go wrong things go wrong all the time I I seem doomed with the doorbell going that'll probably be something I'm supposed to deal with but what do you do when things go wrong it's so easy when things don't go to plan especially when you've You've set them up, you've planned it, you've sorted it, you think it's done, and then you discover you haven't. So it's so easy to go, oh, I've lost a morning, I've lost a day, to get into a real negative spin. I'm just going to shut the door because that's that's another thing that will go wrong. Normally do this with the door shut, but because it's so warm today, I thought I'd get a bit of airflow. Anyway, you're getting a real window into my life today, aren't you? Yeah, so it's so easy to just put your head in your hands, give up, and sometimes that's the right thing to do, not give up, but but sometimes walking away is the right thing to do, to just clear your head, get things sorted, and then come back to it in a different mind frame. Mind frame? Yes, mind frame. And I could do that, and I probably will shortly, but I thought, oh, I'll just record this episode, because this is a good moment. This happens to all of us at some point or other, the best laid plans don't quite go well. And it's how we deal with them that makes the difference. So I've got some choices, haven't I? I, I've already sent an apologetic email <laughs> requesting a re-record, which I've clearly got to find time in my diary and her diary to do. Uh, so that's step one. I could find another guest. I could put my hands in there and go do you know what there's going to be no in conversation this week it'll just be me again which I don't want to do that's that's the last option but what I won't let it do and what could be so easy to do is impact the rest of my day and so many times I see this with people especially when stress levels are high that something goes wrong in the day and the rest of the day could be fine but one small thing happens And you might say it's not a small thing, but it's a small thing. It's just a small thing. And we allow that to impact and free fall and affect everything else that happens in that day and how we feel about things and the energy that we take into stuff. And we basically turn the whole day bad because of one thing. And sometimes we do that actually in the day. So this has obviously happened to me in the morning. So I could allow that to negatively impact on the rest of my day where it's, oh, what's the point? 
or just be a bit half-hearted about stuff. Or what I commonly experience when I'm talking to other people and they say, oh, I said, usually I don't give people the opportunity to go, what's been good? What's been good? It's hard then to jump into a, let me give you my disaster story of what happened this week, yesterday, or let me tell you how bad it is. Try to cut people, head people off at the pass. What's been good? But you know what it's like. Sometimes we'll just leap into, oh, I've had a terrible day. This happened, that happened. And quite often, that little thing that happened may have happened, let's say it happened at four o'clock. Didn't happen at 10 o'clock, it happened at four o'clock. And so up until four o'clock, everything was fine. You know, normal day, doing normal stuff, things going okay, maybe committing completely to the plan or partly to the plan, but you know, things were okay, a normal day. And then something happens at about four o'clock that could be work-related or not work-related, family-related, you know, there's was the doorbell just then. That could have been bad news. Oh, something terrible's happened. Someone's just smashed my car in the street. Not likely, but could be. And then we say, oh, I've had the worst day. It's all been terrible. And all our mind will focus on is that moment and everything surrounding that moment that we then retrospectively rewrite, reframe, recolor the entire day that happened before that. So the whole day was bad. When actually that isn't true. So what's really important is to isolate those moments, either retrospectively or as you move through them. So you come up with a strategy, a plan of, okay, things have go wrong. What do I do now? How do I work around this? What can I do instead? What can I do differently? Do I have to redo everything or is there another way I could work around this? So you start there if you're in the moment, but you also need to put your ring fence, this thing. Don't let it leak. Don't let it leak into your day or your tomorrow. Quickly ring fence it. Is there something I can learn from that? In my case, yes. You know, check, double check, triple check. There's the lesson for me. Didn't check enough just assumed, you know, I had my glasses on, but was I really looking properly? Probably not, obviously not. So check, take the learning from it, move on. And there's something else I want to add because I'm talking about something quite small, a small setback. And it is very easy for us to allow those small setbacks to become fairly all-consuming. And that's the key point I want to make because those are the kind of things that happen to all of us sometimes. And we can allow it to suck us under, drag us down, or we can learn how to get through it more quickly. But I just want to touch upon bigger setbacks because you might think, oh, that's all very well with small stuff, but you don't know what's happened to me because sometimes life throws the most monumentally challenging curveball is an underestimation but big challenges so overwhelming that you might think how do you come back from that what do you do to come back from the kind of setback that I can remember I'll give you one example a client I had many years ago who came to see me 
and I was delighted to work with her. But honestly, when I first met her, I, I questioned how she had the strength and the wherewithal to continue with her life, to come back from the kind of setback she was dealing with. I'm not actually going to share specifically what happened because even though it was a long time ago, I don't want anything that relates specifically that someone could connect with her. But let me just tell you, it was the kind of thing you couldn't imagine in your worst nightmares. It was the kind of thing you really would think, as I did, how the hell do you come back from this? But she did. And the same rules fundamentally apply, even if it is something that's way beyond a half-hour podcast. It's something that colours a whole, you know, one moment in time ends up through no fault of your own colouring years of your life. And let me take an example I can share with you. It's a guy called Richard McCann. And he runs a business now. He's very successful called ICANN. He's a lovely chap. He's a professional speaker. He's been on TV. He helps people overcome monumental challenges. Let me tell you the kind of stuff he's come back from. His mother was the first victim of the Yorkshire Ripper when he was just three years old, I think. He was in then with his siblings living in abusive households, abusive father figures. He then, when he got older, ended up, understandably, you might say understandably, wrong side of the law, drug taking, in prison, you name it. For a long time, we call it a setback. It was not just a small setback. It was something that impacted so many areas of his life. And for a long time, he was allowing there was nothing he could do about the Yorkshire Ripper or the abusive childhood. But once he got into the, the drugs and the prison, then he realised he was allowing that to colour every part of his life. And so he basically did exactly what I'm advising you to do with the small stuff. Is he stepped back from it. He eventually got to the point where he stepped back from it. and thought, I have a choice here. My choice is to allow this to continue to colour and leak into every area of my life, to colour the way I think, the way I behave, what I think is possible for me. I can allow that. And no one would blame me, probably. Or I can choose. What can I learn from this? How can I move forward from this and take something from it? And how can I now ring fence this so that it doesn't leak and infect the rest of my life? So whether it's a small thing or a large thing, the same principle applies and it might take longer and it might require greater reserves of resi resilience and courage, but it's the same fundamental principle. You step back, you pause, you consider, what can I take from this? Even if you say, this is nothing to do with me, this is all stuff outside of me, there is still something that you can take from it. And then you move forward, you ring fence it, 
you use it in a way that that serves you just as as Richard now does as a professional speaker he uses these stories to recreate the life he has now you don't have to become a speaker you don't have to share your stories with everybody but there will be something in there that enriches your life now however hard or painful the setback in inverted commas was you will be able to find a way to allow that to enrich your life now moving forward and to ring fence it not block it not put walls up so it's hidden and not dealt with because then you're in the realms of ptsd but to keep it where it belongs you know give it confines give it walls not high walls just boundaries so that you know where that lives and what that means but it doesn't negatively impact the rest of your life it can impact but on your terms and as positively as you possibly can so if you don't know Richard McCann you probably feel driven to go and look him up now so I shall drop a link in the text to him and his work and you can learn about his story So stay focused, ring fence the bad stuff, take what you can from it and then move on. And don't allow it to colour your perception of how your entire day or week or year has been when something like this happens. Because that's just your primitive mind over-exaggerating the impact and the out the outfall the free fall no what is the matter with me today you see you can tell i haven't ring fenced this properly even as i record this when i've recorded it straight after i've discovered the problem so that's got something to do with it but you see how that stress level increases you can observe it in my voice and in the way i'm speaking and how i can't find the word because my brain is still sufficiently stressed, sufficiently running, cortisol, even at a low level when I'm thinking, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine about this, to make me stupid because cortisol makes you stupid. Cortisol runs in your brain and you can't think clearly. So you can't, in my case, summon the words that you're looking for. You can't think quite as straight as you normally can. So pause leave a little space after something goes wrong even if it's just for five minutes do that classic walk away so when i said at the beginning don't walk away walk away walk away from it shirley step away from the problem pause have a cup of tea think about it come back take the learning what are you going to do instead what are you going to do to resolve the problem what are you going to do to prevent a similar problem happening in the future and then move on with the rest of your day and stay focused on all the other good stuff. You know, like the sun shining, like the fact that my world didn't just implode. All that happened was that I didn't record something and nothing disastrous happened when the doorbell went. It was just an interruption, nothing more. And you've been listening to this podcast probably long enough to know that stuff like that happens. We've had barking dogs, doorbells, unknown noises of when I've heard back I thought what is that but this is all part 
of life. This is real. This is normal. This is not your in-studio professional recording by the BBC where that's just not acceptable. This is my life. (laughs) This is the Revelation podcast. This is okay. And actually, I kind of like the fact that we're not aiming for perfection here. We're aiming for being real, being authentic, being whoever we are and embracing that and being proud that that's what happens. That's who I am. That's what happens in your life too. Let's not pretend, you know, let's break the whole social media garbage. Oh, I've gone off on a rant now, haven't I? Of, you know, perfect photos with filters perfect sound recording, perfect editing, perfect guests, perfect lives that we promise you if you just do this program. Sure, we can all improve and get better and life can get better and programs can, or coaching or whatever it is, can make a difference in therapy. It all can improve things, but nothing is ever perfect. The human being is not perfect, and that's certainly proved by the pandemic. Perfection is in the imperfection. 